live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harold. and gentlemen welcome to another episode of live from america if you don't know where you are because maybe you accepted a share link let me let you know you're locked and loaded right here on lfa tv ladies and gentlemen and i am your ever so humble host of the show jeremy harrell the hip-hop patriot broadcasting from the live free or die granite state of new hampshire once again and it is an honor and a blessing from god to be able to do this show for you Every single day, Monday through Friday. And boy, have we come a long way from the backyard, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much. God bless you again. If you're just joining into the show, please turn that little thumb down below the video green. Share out the link. If you're watching on digital TV or if you're watching on the app or listening on the podcast, we say thank you. And we're also asking you to come and join us in the Rumble family so that we can get you into the live chat and so that you can help us move up the leaderboard by hitting that thumbs up. Rumble did it the right way, folks. They said, you know what? We aren't going to allow people to grow based on followings because followings, anybody can win a popularity contest. We're going to have shows grow on the platform based on their audience and how much they're engaged and how much they love the show. So when we say powered by the people, we really mean powered by the people. Folks, I have got one heck of a show lined up for you today. Uh, We've got a very special January 6th um, coverage today. We're going to be bringing in my friend Ryan Mata. I have been, I don't know if it's Mata or Mata. I'm going to ask him. I talk to him every day now, and I've never said, hey, how exactly do you pronounce your last name? So we're going to be bringing him in. We've got exclusive footage to show you guys. Um, we're blowing the doors off this January 6th narrative, folks. We're blowing the doors off of it. And I can tell you right now, we are showing and doing more than Fox News has ever even thought of doing. And I don't care if they've got access to footage or not. We're not special, but we have more footage than them. So we're going to get di- uh, dig deep into that today. We're going to be talking about how close we are to exposing the entirety of the Biden family crime unit that is so married to the CCP, much like Mitch McConnell. We're going to be talking about uh, the United States Uh, finally responding to Russia with their own little video of the collision. And at the end of the show today, if you stick around, we've got a brand new song called Trump One, 
W-O-N, and it is topping the charts, and the FBI is losing their gosh darn minds. Folks, that's going to happen all here today on Live from America. I would like to go to the cold open video this morning, and I'd like to show you what cackling Kamala Harris said last night on the loser Stephen Colbert show. Is there any more of a loser than Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel? I think not. Let's cue that music. There it is. There it is. I'm a loser. Yep. And I'm not what I appear to be. So we're going to be playing the Trump one video later, but right now let's talk about an, uh, a serious loser, two losers talking to each other, dumb and dumber, Kamala Harris, cackling Kamala, and Stephen Colbert. Roll the clip. Someone like Governor DeSantis, who, while there is a strain of isolationism all throughout American history, yeah. is saying that this is not in America's strategic interest yeah. to side with the Ukrainians and offer them the material aid they need to defend themselves against an invading power. So, as vice president, I have now met with over 100 world leaders. Presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, and kings. And when you have had the experience of meeting and and understanding the significance, again, of international rules and norms and the importance of the United States of America (laughs) standing firm and clear about the significance of sovereignty and territorial integrity, the significance of standing firm against any nation that would try to take by force another nation, if you really understand the issues, you probably would not make statements like that. Are we literally getting a lecture? Is Ron DeSantis, as much as I am uh, finding out how much of a rhino he really is, do you really think that cackling Kamala Harris has any right to judge or say what Ron DeSantis should do or what he should say? She's literally talking about an adversary taking over our country. You are that adversary, you loser. You dumb, ignorant, know-nothing piece of excrement. You are that much of a loser. You know nothing. Aren't you the border czar? <laughs> what an absolute rat she is. But she was met, um, she was met by, I'd say, heckling in the streets of New York as she showed up. Let's play that clip. Lock her up, they're saying. Yeah, let's lock them all up, baby. NATO immunity works. Time and lies. Vaccines lies. Working class. And it's not of a working class. By the way, sorry for that. Uh, sorry for that. That language that was on that sign, I absolutely, completely forgot about that. Uh, so if any of the kids saw that, I apologize. Uh, but that's, you know what? It's, it's amazing when more people show up to protest Joe Biden and Ka- uh, cackling Kamala Harris, then they actually show up to support them. At least you know where America stands. She's done absolutely nothing as borders are. She's done absolutely nothing as VP. She's done absolutely nothing ever except for... Mm, cleverly work her way to the top, uh, Willie Brown. (laughs) But it is nice to see Americans out there standing up against this idiot. 
It's time to start spreading the truth, and we are. And we're going to get closer to this Biden family. We're going to get closer to their dealings with the CCP. We're going to get closer to all the backdoor conversations that they're having. And all of these people that think that, why do you think that cackling Kamala Harris and Tony Fauci and all of these losers who you never really see anymore, why do you think they're making a media blitz right now? I mean, don't you think that's odd? I mean, we haven't seen cackling Kamala Harris do a media tour in quite some time. We've heard some stupid statements that have come out, come out of her ignorant mouth, but we haven't seen her do a media tour, a media blitz. We haven't seen uh, Tony Fauci do a media blitz in some time, so you must ask yourselves, why are they doing this now? Why are they doing this now? Ruby Slippers says if you go buy knee pads and use the promo code Cackling Kamala, you'll get 20% off. <laughs> that was hilarious. Little inappropriate or inappropriate, but that was uh, hilarious. Um, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that that is your 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 illegitimate vice resident telling Ron DeSantis what he should say and what he should do. Apparently, uh, she is the end all be all. Anyway, I would like to remind you that tonight we start our fasting. We start our fasting tonight after dinner, and we go to all the way until tomorrow in the time in which you would finish your dinner, okay? And then you can have your dinner after that. Uh, We're going to fast for 24 hours. No food for 24 hours. Now, I know if we really fasted, we would ingest nothing, but we're going to start out small together. And like I said this morning on Rise Up, what we are going to be praying for as we fast is that this Jesus revival continues to increase from sea to shining sea and all across the world. But mainly, we are going to pray that our children... And our grandchildren will start going into public schools wearing Jesus t-shirts and God t-shirts. We're going to be putting them out here on the LFA TV store, okay? And we're going to be selling them at like a dollar or two above cost. We're not trying to make a killing off these. We want all of the children in the world to start wearing God shirts and Jesus t-shirts to school. Will they be picked on? Yes. They'll be wearing Armor of God t-shirts, Youth Armor of God t-shirts. Will they be hated? Yes. Will people throw hate their way? Yes. But this is only for the strongest kids, the God-fearing kids, the God-fearing kids that are saying, I'm going to strap on this Armor of God, and I'm going to go into school because you want to know something? We need these public schools. And since the school boards won't listen to us, since the principals and the superintendents won't listen to us, since the teachers won't listen to us, and since they're all woke anyway, you know what they can't stop legally? They cannot stop your child being a billboard for God, and that's what we're going to do. Family by family, Christian family after Christian family, we're going to send our kids to school in an armor of God to be a billboard for God. And we're going to pray for that as we fast for the next 24 hours after dinner tonight. So please join me so that we can make a big difference across this country because you cannot make America great again if you do not make America godly again. And let's not forget, today is 316, March 16th. John 6, 316, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Remember, today is the day. It is a new beginning in America, and we are truly going to make America great again by making America godly again. I need your guys' fingers right now. I need your help. I need you to go to Twitters. I need you to take this link and go to your Facebooks. I need you to take this link and go to Getter and Gab and True Social and get it out there. I want to see 5,000 people towards the end of the week. Let's spread the gospel. We've got an amazing, breaking J6 show for you today. So let's get to our prayer, and let's get into it. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now I went out of turn. Usually I do the verse of the day and then I do the Lord's Prayer. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to do the Lord's Prayer first and the verse of the day second because I want this verse to stick in your head, okay? Not, I, the Lord's Prayer is great, but I really want this verse to stick in your head. So after the show, you go and you go to John 13, 7 through 9 because today's show is titled, Have You Washed Another's Feet? John 3, 13, 7 through 9. Jesus answered him, what am I, what I am doing, what I am doing You do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. And Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus said to him, if I do not wash you, then you have no share with me. Talk about leading by example. These verses make me cry when I read them because Jesus is once again preparing the way. However, this time he was preparing the way for him to be to for him to become a martyr and betrayal was afoot. By somebody who walked, talked, slept, and ate with Jesus. This isn't the part that makes me cry, though. The part that makes me cry is that Jesus, who is God in the flesh, decides to serve others in the very moment that was very close to his torture and ultimate murder. I can only imagine what Peter was thinking when Jesus was washing his feet at that moment. I can only imagine. I would not want the son of God to be on his knees washing my undeserving feet. I wouldn't feel worthy as I assume most of you would feel that way as well. But that's Jesus, folks. That is Jesus. That is who he really was. If the world that rejected him only knew what he really came to do and the lead by example lifestyle that he lived, they wouldn't hate him as they do. Have you washed the feet of your children? Do you own a business? Have you ever washed the feet of your employees? I would wager that's a hard no. Some may say, well, that was a custom back then, and we wouldn't do that today because there are other ways to show service to those around us. However, what if we did? Think about it for a minute. What if we did? What if we actually sat somebody down, our employees or anybody, and washed their feet? What if we actually did? Can you imagine the look on a coworker's face if you asked them to sit while you washed their feet? I guess the equivalence of that today would to go mow your neighbor's yard or shovel their driveway after a snowstorm. Point is, folks, that Jesus didn't have to do any of that, but he did because he wanted others to do it as well. And Jesus would never ask anyone to do something that he wouldn't do himself. Just like when John baptized him. Jesus didn't need to be baptized, but he led by example. Name another God or religion that has that one they worship serving them. It wouldn't happen. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the son of man. Jesus is our Lord and Jesus is our savior. And through him and his teachings and his actions, he came to earth to show us how to have a true relationship with God and how to go home to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Imagine if we did. Incredible. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, have you shared? Have you turned that little thumb green right down there? If you have, let's get to business. First and foremost section, let's have our first slurp. We're getting very, very close to uncovering the truth of the Biden crime family. Okay? Very, very close. Sean showed this earlier on his show on Ungoverned. I showed it the last few days. I've been following James Comer. And Representative James Comer says, Middle East, several new family members emerge as the focus of inquiry as evidence mounts that money was funneled to, at that time, the future resident who we have now. Congressional investigators have identified a labyrinth of at least a dozen bank accounts. That's 12 for all those out there who do common core math. At least a dozen bank accounts that were used to funnel money from the foreign sources. A hair on my hat there. Oh, one thing about animals that I can't stand is the hair that you get on your hat. Anyway, at least a dozen bank accounts that were used to funnel money from foreign sources to Joe Biden's family and uncovered the first evidence that some funds went to benefit the future resident, the chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee has disclosed. He says, quote, it's getting very close, very close. In a wide-ranging interview with the Just the News, Not Noise television show Wednesday night, James Comer, by the way, I got home last night and my son was watching this uh, on TV. Uh, James Comer, said that his investigators were finally allowed to see suspicious activity reports filed with the Treasury Department by banks flagging Biden's family's overseas business transactions dating back years. So that means he was using his vice presidency as a crutch to get this money. You have to understand this, folks. You guys understand this. But what I'm saying, when I'm saying you have to understand this, it's because I know you guys are sharing this with people who otherwise would not watch the show. Now, whistleblowers have augmented those financial records with testimony. The Kentucky Republican said that the new evidence makes clear that several members of Biden's family were involved in receiving or forwarding foreign money and that some of the money came from places that uh, other than widely reported sources in China, Russia and Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine. Okay, he cited the United Arab Emirates as one new area of investigative interest. The UAE, ladies and gentlemen, do you know what's going on in the UAE right now? You know, the house of Abraham, the Abrahamic house of one religion, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, all combined into one house of Abraham. Oh, it's going to be incredible. (laughs) So we're getting very close, folks. We're getting very, very close. Now, before I bring on my guest today, and before we dig deep into January 6th, where Fox News would never go because they get too scared to go past a certain... uh, a certain point, we don't get scared here on LFA. You know that. That's why you need to continue to keep liking and sharing. I have video footage now that the United States has released in, I guess, in rebuttal to the, sh- the video footage I showed you yesterday. So the video footage I showed you yesterday was one of the two Russian aircrafts that flew by and did a close flyby of the drone, okay? Now, the video I showed you yesterday was Russia's response now, they didn't show both, uh, both uh, planes or both jets. They only showed one. So the United States responds, finally, which they never do, right? Because they're always lying, with a video of their own, which actually shows that not only was the Russian uh, aircraft that hit them, did it hit them, 
But it was not unintentional that it was intentional. So I'll play this. I'll let you guys decide. Roll the clip. So that's the camera on the drone. Now here's the plane clearly going at the drone. And right there they're saying it hit the propeller. So you see the propeller right here slowing down. Now that plane must have been going what? Mock what? Who knows? But what precision that plane had. Here, here it comes again. As you can see, it starts to go full throttle here. Right there. And then the camera feed kind of goes dark for a minute. Right? And they're saying that it actually hit the propeller. Which you do see the propeller stop. So this is from apparently the second plane. Because the video from the first plane that we showed yesterday clearly just did a flyby. So that is what the U.S. Army published from the footage of the drone incident in response to Russia. My question is this. Let's, let's, let's play devil's advocate and say that, that that's real. And, and the video that we showed yesterday from Russia was real. They showed the first plane. Okay. A, why is the drone there? Why is it provoking Russian aircraft? I don't see Russian aircraft, aircraft flying over here and hitting our drones over here. So why is the drone there? Did Russia have the right to do that, if that's exactly the truth right there, that what happened? And is this not the United States provoking World War III by having their drone there? I guess none of us will ever know. But I wanted to show you that footage so that you could see that the United States actually did respond. Because I told you yesterday, the biggest response we ever get is, well, the Biden administration is dedicated to helping the American people and keeping the American people safe. The Biden administration will, be, will stay committed to doing what it promised to do prior uh, to the uh, presidency and in the presidency, and we will continue to shut up. Nobody cares. You upside-down mop the garbage pail kid of the White House. Mean Gene Kareen. So I'll leave that to you guys. I just wanted to show you the response from the United States as they actually did respond. I couldn't believe it. So uh, as we get ready to bring in our guests, this is a good time for you guys to start sharing because uh, the the footage that we're going to show and uh, what me and Ryan talk about definitely is something that the American people need to see, especially if they're going, did you see what Tucker posted? OMG. Yeah, saw that a couple years ago. Anyway, folks, I'd like you guys to all, if you can, uh, go to uh, 4Patriots, 4Patriots.com slash LFA, 4Patriots.com slash LFA, or if you just want to peruse the website and, and just scroll through and look at things one by one, and then if you say, hey, I, there's a few things that I want in here. Look at the cookers, look at the heaters, look at the lamps, look at the flashlights, look at the uh, power cells that act as batteries for anything you need to charge. There's tons of stuff in here, and if you actually build a cart, uh, then you just use the promo code LFA and get yourself uh, a discount at the end as well. But if you go to 4patriots.com slash LFA, it will take you immediately to the Patriot Power Generator right here. And, uh, and I'm telling you, folks, whether it's an EMP, whether it's China, whether it's Russian ships or whatever, I have a feeling that you're going to want to have a little bit of insurance when it comes in the way of where you get your power from. And everybody can't have their house covered in solar panels. I wish everybody could. A lot of people don't know that we get, in one hour, the earth gets enough sun to power the earth for one year. So, goes to show you how strong power of the sun is. So, ladies and gentlemen, have your energy powered by God 
in times of emergency rather than hoping that the electric company comes through. Because as soon as social credit scores come, they'll shut you down for not deleting a Facebook post. Fourpatriots.com. All right. Now I want to bring in my guest. Uh, you guys probably, if you watched any of the CPAC coverage, then you are very familiar uh, with Ryan. If you did not watch the CPAC coverage, then I will introduce, to you, uh, introduce him to you now. Uh, he will be an LFA TV host at 2 p.m. hour, uh, along with Heather Mullins coming soon. And I, I, I got to say, there may not be anybody out there fighting more for the truth of January 6th, more than Ryan Matza. Ryan, uh, thank you for joining LFA. I'm so glad you're finally here. God bless you, my friend. How are you? God bless you, Jeremy. It's an honor to be on the show. It's an honor to have you here, man. It's an, and it's going to be an even greater honor to have you here every single day um, at 2 p.m. So what I want to do is I want, to, uh, I want you to introduce yourself to the family. Uh, let them know kind of a quick 5,000-foot overview of what you do, why you're here, and what we're going to go through today. Because I told the, the family that you talk more than I do, and I was going to let you go off today. And they didn't believe me because I talk so much. So right now, the floor is yours, sir. Man, I'll talk your ear off, Jeremy. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, I'm just a God-loving American patriot trying to fight for our freedom and fight for this country. And I don't think that there's ever been a time where we could ever draw that line in the sand. I mean, how many times have we drawn that line in the sand over the last couple of months or the last year, basically since Joe Biden has taken off and said, if the government does this, it's unacceptable. Well, they drew that line. They crossed it. Here we are. The next line gets I just feel like we just keep drawing these lines and drawing these lines. But this January 6th footage where we have innocent men and women, where we have video evidence that exonerates them and their due process is being violated, their their rights are being violated. I mean, these states wrote letters to Congress begging them to get sent to Guantanamo Bay because they would rather be locked in Guantanamo Bay than in the D.C. Gulag. Wow. And so what we're going to be talking about today is not only those people that are rotting in there. But the people that are facing, at this point, life, right? If you're 40 years old and you get sentenced to 30 years, I mean, that's life. And, yep. and specifically, this deputy sheriff whom you interviewed uh, his wife, uh, we interviewed mm-hmm. his wife at CPAC, and, yep. you've, and since then, you've been digging deep into his story. Why don't you kind of, um, kind of give an introduction as to what... Uh, we're going to see in the video that I'm going to show. And then what is going on with this with this man right now? So, Jeremy, you know, I think a lot of people like myself have heard a little bit about J6, but it really wasn't until I actually went to the vigils and I stood outside the D.C. jail and I spoke to the families that I really understood how this is impacting everybody. So the video we're about to watch is of Sarah Maccabee and an interview he did at CPAC. Her husband is Ron Maccabee. He's a deputy sheriff. He was an off-duty sheriff on January 6th. He's a officer in uh, Tennessee. He went to January 6th, not because he planned to, because that day or the week before he was, he got stuck at work as a sheriff working a double, had to work like a 16 hour day on drive home. He was just beat, tired from working a double, fell asleep, rolled his car. So he got a little bit injured before January 6th. So he just happened to be off work and his neighbor's like, Hey man, let's go to January 6th. I got all my stuff ready, blah, 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 blah. When they got there, the guy gave him a pair of, um, motorcycle gloves right and the motorcycle gloves have like a little plastic edges so if you're riding your motorcycle and you fall off that rubber that plastic is designed to get eaten away it's not a weapon it's designed just to protect your hand and had a little bit of like a little bit of a a raised plastic so when he 
when he was in the crowd of people, he gets from the outside that Roseanne Boylan was getting beaten. And the cop that kicked out Roseanne Boylan's legs, the the crowd seen that, right? So the crowd was angry at this cop. And the one guy reached over the over the rail and tried to pull this cop's leg. And he and it, and the cop lost his balance, fell down and hit his head. So Ron saw this and he peeks his head around the wall and he's yelling at these officers going, you got an officer down, you have an officer down. And the cops aren't doing anything. So this officer is laying on the ground unconscious. So Ron kind of walks his way into like the line of fire and he sees that these guys are trying to drag this officer into the crowd. So Ron plants his leg, his one foot between the officer's legs because they're dragging him this way. So he puts his foot there and he's like, no, I'm not going to let this cop get dragged into this crowd of violent people. Now people are upset. They just watched, they just watched a cop beat a woman to death. And uh, then the guy, then somehow somebody else got the other cop's leg. So they, they, they drug, they, they, you know, jerked his legs back and Ron's foot trap between his legs so that caused ron to fall like on his, on hands and knees over this cop and you can see this all on body cam so the cop literally like ron's trying to help the cop up and the cop comes to he's like hey get off me man and ron's like here I'm, I'm here to help man i'm one of you i'm trying to help and the cop goes i know help me up so then ron literally help cop up escorts him back to the police line and you and you can see this on his body cam we, we're not going to show the whole thing here but right. you guys will get enough of the picture to see exactly what i'm saying and the cop's body cam shows ron and the cop gets back to the line he goes i need to get in. Like the cop's like i'm i'm really hurt i need to get through this line and get back to safety so you're talking ron so that, ron is really hurt ron the guy the guy who's in prison right now he's the guy who's really hurt saying hey i need to get to safety that's what you're saying no, Ron was escorting the cop. The cop got at that time, it, Ron, had, it, Ron hadn't been. Here's where Ron gets hurt next. So Ron gets that officer safety. And then he looks over and sees that the guy's pound, like the guy's giving compressions on Roseanne Boylan. There's some innocent protester that was there, like literally. And he's like, compressions, like this guy had been going for like two or three minutes. He's gassed. So he's begging the cops for anybody to take over and do the compressions. So Ron looks over and sees the cops aren't going to do anything. So Ron just jumps down and starts giving her compressions for about maybe like seven to 10 seconds before the cops are realizing like, okay, we got to do something. So the cops start pulling her feet out from under her. Somebody comes behind Ron, pulls Ron off her body because he didn't realize that they were trying to pull her. His back was to the cops. So when they started to pull her, some people in the crowd pull Ron off and Ron's standing there next to the, basically between the protesters and between the cops. And uh, the, the officer, another completely different officer who watched all that, who was there with his shield goes, he says to Ron, he goes, uh, he goes, Thank you, man. And like the the, cal the crowd calms down for a second as they're dragging Ron. It's like a maybe like a 10 second moment of peace and silence there for like a few seconds. Ron's standing there. And then all of a sudden the cops from behind start tear gassing the whole crowd and start tear gassing Ron. And Ron throws up his hand. He's like, what the heck, man? Like, stop. I'm, I'm not hurting anybody. Just stop. And then at that, the crowd kind of rushes in be behind him and he gets sandwiched like smack. I mean, the whole crowd yeah. started running into the cops and he was stuck between the shield. And these other protesters now had shields. So they came in behind him, smashed him into the wall, and it broke his shoulder. And that's when the cop, another cop, see, seeing the whole thing, reaches around, puts his arm around Ron, and says, I got you, man. Don't worry. I got, like, I'm going to get you help. I got you. Thank you for what you did. So he saved one cop's life, at least one, was getting thanked by a complete other officer who watched the whole thing. And this man is facing 67 years in prison for saving a cop's life. And, he's, and it's assault with a deadly weapon because after the cop had his arm around him, another cop was trying to trying to hit him with a nightstick and he put his hand up to block it. And because he put his hand up to stop his head from getting smashed in with a nightstick, that's assault with a deadly weapon because he had motorcycle gloves on. Sorry, that's my rant. <laughs> no, no, that's so. OK, I, before we show this video, by the way, which we're going to have viewer discretion advice, folks. So if you have any children in there, 
you may want to just back them out for this video because we got to show the video. We got to show the video. I can't, <laughs> like there's some things that I will censor, right? I mean, there's some things that I just, I, I won't show for, for whatever reason. But I think this stuff needs to be shown. So Ryan, yep. before we go to that, let me ask you this, okay? So Roseanne Boylan, there is reports and video that, sh- that show, that support both, okay? That she was A, trampled to death and that she was B beaten to death or that she was C trampled and beaten in the mess. So if somebody who doesn't know about January 6th were to say, Hey Ryan, what happened to Roseanne Boylan in your best, uh, professional opinion based on what you've seen and the people you've talked to, how did Roseanne Boylan die? She was beaten to death by Lila Morris. There is absolutely no question that third nightstick to the head, you literally watch her arm. Like, you know, when somebody's getting beat and kind of moving around, yeah. like that last nightstick to her head, you yeah. watch her arm lift off the ground and then just body completely limp. And she was down, I think they said for like seven to eight minutes. And then it was that last nightstick. And within a like maybe like one or two minutes of hitting, getting hit with that nightstick, her entire body was purple. Like you could see the life in wow. her body. And she was laying there getting beaten to, to that last nightstick. And then within minutes, it was purple. That, I that, mean, it's, that really, you know, that that that's hard to hear. You know mm-hmm. that uh, I've seen some stuff, right? I've, I've seen some stuff. And uh, the, the, the LFA family knows what I'm talking about. Um, I've seen some stuff and I, and, and I've, and I've witnessed a lot that would make me people puke, but that story that you're telling me, because I've seen makes me sick, dude, because not only did she get struck in the head with nightsticks, but then got trampled. And then people tried to clear out of the way people tried to save her. What a terrible, terrible way to go. And it's sad that, like you said, we got to this point where we have to show footage like this out of respect for the family. This is something that nobody should have to look into besides the people that are actually investigating this. But it's got to the point where America needs to see the injustice here. And if people like yourself aren't willing to step up and do that, our country's in serious trouble. We really appreciate you, Jeremy. Thank you. No, thank you, too, because I know how deep you are into this. So for the audience's sake, one more time, can you tell the, the name of the lady that struck her the last time with the nightstick? That was Lila Morris. Lila that Morris. That was Lila Morris. And, and yes, what was her, double, and double what was her role there, Ryan? Lila Morris. She was just supposed to be a police officer holding the line. I, I honestly don't understand crowd control, uh, making sure that the protesters remain peaceful. I don't think it was to attack them or assault unarmed American citizens who are exercising their First Amendment right. I mean, you throw a cr- you cans of tear gas and you start falling, yeah. firing rubber bullets yeah. into a crowd of people. What do you expect them to do? Well, exactly. That's why it was a setup. That why that's why it was entrapment. Because I talked about yesterday. I mean, I was there. Most of the people, a lot of people that were in, in this chat were there. Uh, I remember as they brought uh, MAGA supporters into D.C. and then into the Capitol building, they started shutting off everything around them. So they were saying, "Oh, we're shutting it off in a." Uh, for safety, but they were shutting it off to keep them in and then started firing upon them. And as they started firing upon them, like any herd would do, they just start moving forward. And then that's when cops started, you know, opening gates, opening doors, and then beating them back as if like, you know, it's like the bully who's beating somebody. And then the the teacher comes in and, and, and the bully got hit back and the bully's like, Oh, they hit me. And then that person gets in trouble. That's exactly what it was. All right. So we're going to go play this video now. Um, so again, ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, viewer discretion advised when I play this video. Uh, they're swearing, but not only swearing, it's, it's really, really rough to watch. What you're going to watch right here is the description of what Ryan was talking about, about Ron, who is, now you'll see him, he's got, he's the one, Ryan, he's the one with the sheriff's thing right here, right? It says yes, sheriff, yep, sheriff. Yes, he wore a sheriff vest. Right, so that's how you'll be able to tell who he is. He's in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen, and you'll see how he's trying to work with police, and police are trying to protect him. I mean, that police officer's trying to protect him because they know he just saved one of their lives. So we're going to go to the clip now. Again, viewer discretion advised, and you will not see this on Fox News. I can guarantee it. Roll it. I need compassion. This on you, motherfuckers! This on you, motherfuckers! You kill us, motherfuckers! This is Ron right here. Shame on you! Turn your fucking badge! Shame on you! But he's when he's talking to these guys, like this officer, he, they knew he was a sheriff. I mean, they had sheriff, yeah. he had a sheriff's badge on, you know. And he tells them, "I'm one of you," you know. And it's like seven minutes of his life. Th that's all it is. Seven minutes from the time he steps in to falling down the stairs with this officer to getting Roseanne's body, doing chest compressions, the officer thanking him, and then he's gone. <sighs> Rough to watch, huh? Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, rough to watch, heartbreaking, uncalled for, unnecessary. Uh, I think the hardest part of that video to watch as a, just physically watching it, not knowing what's going on, is the way they grabbed Roland, Roseanne body, uh, Boylan's legs and just pulled her, dragged her like a slab of meat. No, I, it was... And you and I she know, lost her words. and you and I know Ryan, and this is why I, this is why 
If you want to know why I'm really literally bringing you on LFA TV, it's because of your dedication to January 6th. Nobody's dedicated. It seems to be that it's like only like this small little group of people who are dedicated, right? And here we got Kevin McCarthy going, oh, we're going to release footage to Fox News. And then they give him the crap that's just watered down. Okay, not, not, I'm glad that they showed it. I am because the normies out there don't know. But we're so far light years ahead of what's going on. And you see this footage. And uh, so, so again, Ryan, I want to thank you for getting and digging so deep. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I know a lot of people who were there from the beginning who were fighting for this and, and you along with them. Um, but so our goal here is to like, like we want everybody in Jan- that's in the gulag out, right? We want them all out, but specifically somebody like Ron, who was a sheriff's deputy who saved a cop's life that day on camera, who got his shoulder broken, who was there trying to do something right, and he's facing 70 years, you said? 30, what is it? 60, 63 years. 63 he's been transferred. Years. To, he's been transferred to seven different facilities. They call it diesel therapy. His wife has spent $150,000 trying to get her husband freed from jail. This man is not a threat to anybody. He was not a threat on January 6th. And, and I get there was a lot of, you know, crazy things happened on January 6th. The people to blame are the police officers who instigated it. But things got out of control, yes. But when you have an innocent man who every second, seven minutes of his life, every second is on camera, not at one angle. We're talking about body cams. We're talking about independent journalists. We're talking about HBO and, and, and National Geographic. We're right there at the tunnel. Like, there's even more footage that the world hasn't even seen. Oh, yeah. It yeah. also proves, proves he's innocent. So if we can't get at least this man out, and that's where we got to start. We got to start with the men and women who are obviously innocent and we have video evidence. And what is what is McCarthy doing? These guys get yeah. Fox News, they get their talking points, they get their credit. They, oh, pat on my back. I did something for J6. No, you didn't. Yeah, I know. Why are you outside that jail right now with the rest of them? Yeah. I mean, look at just look at look at Ashley Babbitt's mom. Her daughter was murdered by a DC Capitol police officer. And then she had to sit by and watch the man who murdered her daughter get awarded with a gold medal by President Joe Biden. And every Republican in office sat there and stayed quiet and watched that happen. Imagine if that was your kid, your sister, your brother, your aunt. Your mom, your dad. Yeah. We I, are all J6. We are all J6. We are J6. all J6. We are all J6. Even the people that don't believe, even the people that think the January Sixers were really insurrectionists, if they knew the truth, they'd be like, I'm J6. Because we J6. were protesting. Nobody went there with the intention on breaking into the... I'm sure a few people that were screaming it did, yeah. But the masses were forced to do it. They were made to do it. DC took a problem and made it an asset for them. That's what they did. They took an, a liability and made it an asset for themselves just to stop Trump. And that, Trump, that, that right there tells you... And here's my biggest problem, Ryan. DC, not a state. Congress has authority over the city of D.C. And Congress, McCarthy, if you're so great, right? If you're so good and you're doing your job the way you should be doing it, then why aren't you getting them out? And here's my other question. Where's the 20 that held out to get what they wanted? Why aren't they forcing McCarthy to do something? Change a venue. That needs to be the first thing, Ryan. I think that's the Mm -hmm. first realistic thing that we can do is get a change of venue. Get these people out of D.C. and get them into a court that isn't biased. What say you? I I say it 100%. That absolutely has to be what happens first. These are brave American patriots. Most of these people are military vets. 
that have lost everything. They haven't lost everything. You know that they've been debanked. They've lost yeah. Uber. They they're labeled as domestic terrorists. And Kyle and I have and I'm flying down to Florida next week, and I'm also going to be interviewing Kyle Serafin's friend Stephen Friend, yeah. who's an who's the FBI agent whistleblower who came out to blow the whistle on J6. Most people don't realize this, but the FBI agents at the top of each um in each city, like the the head up guys at the FBI. I forget what you call them, like the, the super agents or whatever they are. Their bonuses are based off the uh, based off quotas, right? So every month they have to do so many white collar crimes, or every year they have to hit so many white collar crimes. They have to it's, domestic terrorism is one of those tiers, and they can never hit that tier because America is fairly peaceful. There's not a lot of domestic terrorism. So by mislabeling J six cases as domestic terrorist, every high up executive in the FBI just able was able to hit their quota and got a nice fat bonus wow and it, big cases like this are normally separated into lumped into one case j6 should be one case right. but instead they allowed each individual person to be labeled as an individual domestic terrorist case and all the fbi statistics that they need to get new budgets more money more funding and bonuses for all the elite just yeah. happened because of j6 well, and the way you that know they, they, they did that well not only with the bonuses and stuff like that and the individual but they did it to make it look larger than it was instead of saying j6 they said hundreds of thousands of terrorists all over the country which justified the fbi to literally set up shop everywhere and and make it look bigger far bigger than it actually was and 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 the the fall guys for it are the people that are in the gulags, the proud boys, things like that, but not Antifa. So Ryan, before you go, um, I want to play another video if I can here for the crowd. Now this video we had back in the day, this video was all over parlor, which is another reason they shut parlor down. I'm just going to say that this is another video. This is from Antifa. Okay. Let me see. Uh, yeah, it's probably the best place. Okay. This is from Antifa that day saying, yeah, it was us. Yeah, it was us. Now, I want you guys to remember we had this video. Most of us probably saw this video two and a half years ago, but I'd like to play it again. And, uh, and then we'll get Ryan's reaction and then we'll let him go. Here we go. Capital, we stormed it. It was successful. We stormed the fucking Capitol. And for all you bitches on Facebook going crazy right now talking about it was Antifa fucking being infiltrating and that it wasn't us. It was us. We proudly... Took back our capital. I'm only here in my hotel room to get some, some gear on. I'm going back, baby. They brought the National Guard out for us and shit. They, we had the fucking cops running. They ran from us. And not because they're bitches, but because they're smart. In the capital, we stormed all right, it. All right, all right. Kill it. All right, so, Ryan, uh, I, I assume you heard that. Um, what do you think about that? Now, that's old, something we've all had. But, uh, you know, I don't see uh, Nancy Pelosi or, or Fox News or Kevin McCarthy talking about stuff like that. Do you? Not at all. Yeah. Absolutely, because that goes against their narrative. Yeah. They want the entire world to think that everybody at J6 was Antifa. Instead, it couldn't be farther from the difference. I mean, the Antifa, the people that were obviously Antifa were actually, pro, the peaceful J6ers were actually standing up to them. People don't know this, but what the guy, the Antifa dude who was knocking out the window yeah. before Ashley Babbitt got shot, right. Ashley Babbitt jacked him in the face. Yeah. Jacked him in the well, face. That's she was what screaming, his was thanking him. the yeah. cops. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what his mom So, said. no, that's disgusting. Antifa doesn't represent anybody but Antifa. Yeah, Antifa right. is not J6. We are J6. That is Antifa. That's what I think about that. Well, Ryan, I want to thank you for being here as always. I want to say uh, good luck on your travels next week. I can't wait to see that footage. I can't wait for you to come back. Uh, Ryan, ladies and gentlemen, uh, no, we're not going to upgrade. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, will be here 
uh, every day uh, with Heather Mullins uh, and, and, and a duo show, a double trouble show, right, uh, at 2 p.m. starting in uh, the beginning of April. So we're really, really, really excited about that. Maybe even the end of March, we'll see. Uh, Ryan, thank you. Keep up the good work. And as long as you uh, have footage and as long as you keep digging, we'll keep putting it out. And then you'll have your own show to put it out on soon, too. So uh, thank you very much. appreciate you, Jeremy. Thank you. See you it's later, an honor. Ryan. Thank you, man. All right. God yep. bless, man. All right, guys. So there God you go. Bless. There you go. So, I, hey, look. <laughs> I, I'll say it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I will never, ever, ever, ever stop fighting for those people that are stuck in prison. And somebody in the, in the comment section said it right. Call it what it is. They're hostages. Call it what it is. They are hostages. Let's bring up the Rumble chat. Let's see what you guys are thinking, saying about that segment. And again, I apologize for the, the swears and all that, but you need to see this stuff, okay? I'll be calling today and every day until they are released. Good for you. Good for you. Great interview. Thank you. Congratulations, Ryan. Thank you guys very much. Ryan also has a, a, a Rumble page. You guys are going to want to go follow that Rumble page, Ryan Mata, M-A-T-T-A. Thank you, Ryan. Amen. Free, free J6 hostages. That is exactly what they are. That is exactly what they are. Thank you, Shelly. Better today. Excited to see Ryan and Heather's show. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fire, baby. Where are all these Obama mama uh, B-words now, right? Right? I tried to post an LFA Facebook, but I am in Facebook jail until the 20th at least. Well, we'll be praying for you to get out of Facebook jail as well. Again, folks, reach down and click that thumbs up. We need more engagement. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We've got T.D. Hodges putting Kevin McCarthy's phone number in there. Great job. Thank you. Moving on. Yesterday, I showed you a video from Ben Berkman where he asked the Border Patrol if they, if they think Mallorca should be impeached, and they said no. But really, the reason for that questioning from Ben Berkman was because of the hearing that was happening inside. Now, last night, I told you that in that hearing, the Border Patrol admitted, ladies and gentlemen, the Border Patrol admitted that they have zero operational control of the border. What does that mean? That means that the Border Patrol is not calling the shots at the border. So if the Border Patrol is not calling the shots at the border, then who is calling the shots at the border? Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one, peop- one uh, other uh, possibility, and that is the White House. So if the White House is calling the shots at the border and the Border Patrol isn't, well, then who is to be held accountable for this? Roll the footage. HS have operational control of our entire border. No, sir. You heard the secretary. He said we have operational control. That's the definition of operational control. Based upon the definition you have, sir, up there, no. We don't have operational control. No, sir. And there was more. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. We do not have operational control. Well, Secretary Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, says we have operational control. So we're asking you. The Border Patrol people, you know, it's kind of your jab. Do you have operational control? No, we do not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up the impeachment truck real quick. Beep, 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 beep. What did you say? Oh, no, we don't have operational control of the border. That means they're not calling the shots at the border. That means they're literally doing nothing but what the administration tells them to do. That means that they have no operational control to shut it down, stop anybody from coming in, uh, anything. Anything. Do you know a few bullets in the direction of people storming the border would turn them around like roaches? You know that, right? But our government is the enemy. You have to understand this, folks. I'll probably be shot in the head when I leave the studio someday here. 
Our government is the enemy. Moving on, because I've only got a couple more minutes left. Axios reporter, okay? Axios reporter has been fired after calling Ron DeSantis' press release propaganda. So I wonder who was behind that. Was Axios behind it? Or was maybe Ron DeSantis behind it? Let's talk about it. Tampa-based Axios reporter Ben Montgomery was fired yesterday after calling a press release for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis propaganda. Quote, this is propaganda, not a press release, the reporter said, in response to a press release on a roundtable discussion exposing the diversity, equity, and inclusion scam in higher education. So again, I'm not saying that I'm for this reporter or not, but a reporter does have the right to report, do they or do they not? Do they or do they not? No matter what they're reporting, does a reporter have the ability to report on things the way they see them? Do they or do they not? Well, look at CNN. They have the ability to report nonsense, nothingness. So I want to know, who got this man fired? Who got Mr. Montgomery fired? Was it Axios or was it Ron DeSantis for saying something negative. Now, I'm all, I'm all for the roundtable discussion on diversity, equity, and inclusion and getting it out of the way. I'm 100% for it. But a journalist saying it's propaganda and then they get fired, I want to know. Because regardless of whether I believe what that journalist is saying or, whether they, or what they're not saying, if I find out that Ron DeSantis had anything to do with getting that journalist fired, ladies and gentlemen, it's giving you a little bit more insight of why Donald Trump calls him what he calls them. Okay. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we've got only a few minutes left. So before we get into this new Trump song called Trump Won, and he did, and the FBI is going crazy because they don't know how to, I don't know what to do. Uh, let's highlight one of our other sponsors, folks, and that is CB Distillery. CB Distillery. CB Distillery, ladies and gentlemen. The Big Pharma has done the same thing to CBD as the government has done to J6ers. They have labeled them something they're not. They have demonized them, and they have turned the world against them by making the world think they're taking drugs. It could not be farther from the truth. Not only is there 41,000 five-star reviews, not only is it plant-based, clean, organic wellness with 100% clean ingredients, ladies and gentlemen, this will take the place of pretty much every pharmaceutical medicine or pill outside of something prescribed in your medicine cabinet, and you can go, wow, I didn't give them pharmaceutical companies 100 bucks this month or 50 bucks this month or whatever it is that you spend. There's something for in CBD for everybody. CB Distillery, ladies and gentlemen, promo code LFA. Help our sponsors. Help them stay here. Help them fund what you guys are also helping fund, and that is this show, okay? Now, let's get into it. Trump won. So let me give you a little bit about this. Chris, uh, Christian music artist Natasha Owens releases a new single called Trump One, already has nearly 1 million views on social media, and the FBI is absolutely perplexed on how to retaliate because they want to. Everybody ready for the song? Eli, you ready? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Trump One. Play the music. Trump won and you know it. Trump won and you know it. The fake news won't ever show it. Oh, oh, cause it's true. Trump won 
Natasha Owens. Well, folks, that's going to do it for Life from America today because I am all jacked up and I don't know what to do with myself. Coffee and Field of Greens, that didn't, that didn't even jack me up as much as Trump won and you know it. Anyway, Mike Crispy Unafraid is coming up next. You are not going to want to miss because they, he thinks they got the most base producer in the game. I think we need to have Eli and Frankie have a UFC match. Find out who's the most bass producer in the game. But anyway, Unafraid Mike Crispy and your, uh, your favorite uh, based New York producer, Frankie. Coming up next, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. Keep spreading the gospel. And ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Mike Crispy coming up next. Peace.
white, brown, all cities, all towns, every bird.